another episode of With the Chiefs. Wait, 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 wait. Man, I need more rest. I hope you got. I've got your last name right there. It's a very good pronunciation. You should know better than that now, Donald. I know. <laughs> <laughs>Welcome back to another episode of With the Chiefs. Uh, today's episode is a little bit different. We've got with us Joe Dorf, the race director and a bit of a ultra-running legend, um, but he's race director of uh, Buffalo Stampede and a few other um, races with single track. But today's episode is yeah, mostly going to be focused around um, Buffalo Stampede and uh, yeah, talking about all of the previous events, uh, past winners stories and, um, yeah, just event stories and a bit of insight from uh, a race directing perspective. Um, but yeah, obviously we're going to chat to Joe about his, uh, running career as well. I think he's a pretty accomplished runner. Um, he's a couple of his achievements, uh, he's come first place at the GSER miler in 2019, which, um, is a pretty big one for most trail runners. Um, he's actually, one Buffalo Stampede Ultra in uh, 2021, and then he's come second place in uh, the Ultra Buffalo Stampede again in 2022, losing to Morgan Linquist, a uh, past guest of the show. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, another kind of highlight would be uh, the Alpine Challenge, uh, Myla. He came second there in 2022. So welcome to the show, Joe. Welcome, Joe. Hey, nice to meet you. Happy to be nice here. To yeah. <laughs> um, usually we, we kind of kick the show off just by um, recapping our last couple of weeks of training and talking about what's coming up. So, um, yeah, how's your training been going and, and what are you training for at the moment? Or Well, yeah, uh, what do you mean by last couple of weeks? Because I technically haven't ran uh, since uh, two weeks ago. So last couple of weeks of training has been pretty poor. Um, I, I don't know if you know this, but I went over to Hong Kong to do the Hong Kong hundred K on the 20, 20th of January or something. So I haven't ran since then, um, because I, I actually tried to run a couple of days or oh, maybe four or five days after and just got this bad lower back pain and it was really bad. And I thought I'd done something properly bad, but it, it's been easing off really good last week. So that's, um, pretty pretty good now like i should be able to run within a week um i'll just be doing like five minute jogs sort of stuff until then and maybe just build it up slowly but it's i don't even know what it's called um but essentially it's like uh the ligaments because i because i sat down so much after the 100k um they just still seized up and it it's it wasn't i thought at first it might have been like a slip disc or something uh because it was pretty painful but um it was, it's gone away really quickly. So I'm pretty happy with that. But um, yeah, I had to, we were like launching GPT hundred entries. Um, like the whole time I was about to go to Hong Kong and the whole time we were away. And then I think we got back on the day they, and they opened or something. Um, and so I basically didn't like move much at all after the hundred K I was just sort of sitting down on the computer a lot. Uh, sitting down on the airplane and then just got home and I was just did two full days of work and didn't move at all. And then the next day I tried to run and it was just, yeah, gone. So that was probably not the best recovery. Um, but 
yeah before that i was training um oh, yeah reasonably well my training's kind of shifted a bit um in the last maybe six months since utmb um kind of going away from like heaps of vert um and more just trying to get better at running um which i actually was going to do that anyway and i was planning on actually having a year of like non mountain ultras and just kind of maybe doing a couple road marathons or something um and then i got picked in the western states lottery so i was like boom so good so excited <laughs> for that um but it actually hasn't changed my training that much because really like i need to get faster running for that race anyway and i need to like Marathon training is probably the best thing for me at the moment. Um, for now, until I'm closer to the race. So, yeah, um, that's what I'm planning, building up slowly and then maybe just trying to do some more like proper workouts, flatter stuff and getting a bit faster. And then um, closer to the race, I'll start adding more specific training in. Yeah. Nice. How is um, Hong Kong, the, the actual race? oh yeah the race was amazing i definitely recommend it um we got a little bit unlucky with the weather it was pretty hot for january like i mean hong kong's always hot all year round like it's they've only got a wet and a dry season um but generally i think the race in the middle of january usually gets a bit cooler conditions um but it was pretty humid so i i struggled a lot i'm not great in the humidity i wrote a, little, a really good list of excuses so i can read them out <laughs> um no it was just a long hard day um i don't know exactly what went wrong but i finished so i was pretty happy with that but yeah i think at around three four hours in i was yeah just started feeling it big time i was doing a ride at that stage and then i slowed down for probably three or four hours because I was just like, I just got to wait till the humidity drops. Because I, I was looking at the graphs and I was like, oh, the humidity drops at like 2, 3 p.m. And I was just like, just got to get to to then. And it did get a lot easier when it did drop. Um, But it was nice. I got to run in the night. Like I got a lot of night hours in. And that was actually amazing in Hong Kong because you're really high up on the ridge lines and they're amazing trails. And they're all like exposed and like it's really cool. Uh, and then the city's like, 360 around you full night lights crazy city massive city and um, we had like a pretty full moon. i don't know if it was a full moon but it was pretty pretty big and i actually spent most of the night without a head torch on it was insane like yeah. i didn't need it it was so good um so yeah it was an amazing experience and i'm glad i got to experience it all and not just like race hard the whole way i was basically in the mindset of finishing from like 23k I think, um, which meant that I could kind of enjoy it a bit. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think mm. um, humidity is tricky. Like no one, it seems like everyone forgets about it. And then mm. um, yeah. it's like, oh shit, like this sucks. Yeah, because <laughs> you look at the temperature and it, like before I went over, it's, it's much cooler over there. Like it's mid twenties, right? Um, and I was like, oh, I should be fine because it was like thirties here. Um, but then, yeah, the humidity is higher. And then I, I sort of remembered in the morning when I was really starting to get hard and I was like, oh, I remember I'm really terrible in the humidity. <laughs> I've had a few races before where I've just sucked. Like I think I did Misty Mountain Ultra or something in like um up near Byron Bay one year in November or December. Oh, yeah. And I just like 
I suffered so much in that 50k and it was just like the worst and it felt like that experience um but that race finished at 50k and then I had another 50k to go so yeah it was um it was really good though like the last 50k was really fun once it had cooled down and it was yeah time to go again because I did take it very easy until then and so I just started running through the field then like not like from 150th to 80th like not not running through it to do well but like yeah I was still passing people so it felt good you know what I mean yeah yeah definitely um and I get a massive field there it's like 2,000 runners super elite field like the Chinese runners are so strong they're all amazing um you know like the the top Chinese runners should definitely try and race outside of China more like because I never see those guys running outside of China but they're amazing like Tyler Green came third and had a decent race and you know like you know he was like the only non-Chinese runner in like the top 10 I think so yeah wow. yeah they're pretty pretty good in, in those conditions but I'd love to see like um I think his name's Yu Pick Pick Pekan or something oh, yeah. if he if he came over to like you know UTMB or something I'm sure it'd do really well but yeah yeah they don't do it they don't travel too much so it's just the guy that um that won it or oh he was winning the whole way and then he came second yeah he he actually had like a big gap with at the last day station um and i think the second place guy needed to take like two minutes of k off him or something and he he yeah i don't know how much he imploded or the other guy was moving like you can watch the highlights of the guy who won i can't remember his name um and like i remember that part of the course it was like the final climb um and it was pretty hard and he's just like running hard. Like, I'm like, man, I could, can't even imagine doing that. Um, but yeah, it's a cool course because it starts real coastal. First 50K is all coastal with some steep climbs, but not too bad. And then the last 50K is real mountainous. So it actually finishes basically with like a 18K, pretty much like an 18K climb. Um, and so it's like, you look at the profile and all the climbings in the, in the last half, it's a, it's a really hard course. Like the winners have never, it's never gone on a 10 hours for the men. So that's saying how hard it is for a hundred K like, yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, the top best runners in the world have gone there and no one's ever gone on a 10. So yeah. That's definitely one on the the bucket list. Yeah. World trial majors. So uh, so that yeah. was the first race, and I think the second one's coming up. Black Canyon should be, oh, wow. be fun. Awesome. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What about you, Smitty? How's uh, your training been going? Um, it's going okay. I think we um, we record on the 15th, so I was on a bit of a streak. I think that was the 10th week over 90Ks. Um, so I was definitely getting into some consistency, but then during that week on the Thursday, I, I got COVID, so... Um, that sort of threw a bit of a spanner in the works. Um, so I took, uh, took Friday, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. And then like, I tried to go back to running super easy on the Monday. Um, I, I think the, I think the general symptoms dissipated pretty quickly, like just, um, you know, feverish and stuff like that. But then I automatically just go to thinking like, uh, Oh, I should be fine running wise as well, but then you try and then you try and actually run and your chest is in all sorts. Um, so Monday felt pretty sloppy. I just ran 
I think it was like 5k easy. And then um, Tuesday, similar, like just tried to do, I think like 45 minutes or all, all the way up to Thursday. Um, I'm not sure. Cause the humidity certainly is not helping. Like you're just like, is it super humid or am I still not well even to the Thursday <laughs> to be honest? Yeah. But um, then I jumped in, helped out on a tempo on Friday. Like um, a few squad mates were doing a tempo and I think it was like hilly, maybe like four, four tempe, so a little bit under. So I started to feel like chest started to feel good then. Wow. Um, and then what I do Saturday, we actually, I actually headed out to unofficial run club with Chris in Manly, <laughs> which is good. Um. There wasn't a thousand people in Manly, so it was on the Saturday. Um, there was like there was probably like 70, 70 people. Um, definitely at the surf club towards like as you head towards Shelley, there was some some people giving some looks to this big group running through. But um anyway, it was good. It was actually it was good fun. It was good fun. I enjoyed it. Manly's always nice to to run in. Uh then I had in the evening, I had a wedding, I had Tobias's wedding, which was really good. Um, and then, yeah, did a trail run the next day. We went out to Glenbrook, I think, starting at Glenbrook. We went out for 35, 35K. I was proud of myself for getting through that on a few hours sleep. I I, I wasn't sure if I was going to have to turn back pretty pretty <laughs> quickly. But, um, yeah, that, that was just like the, the out and back there or? Yeah, it was the out of back. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was good. It felt like it was cooler on that day. Um, but yeah, we went out with a big group. What's that called? Is that like the Oaks or something? That one? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Thanks always, for reminding me. Yeah, I've never done it, but I always see people running on um, Strava and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I think that was that was the last one of a bit of a series we've done. So, um, I think Georgia and Michaela go off to. Tarawira, which is in two weeks, I think. So we've we've done quite a few runs as a squad, which is which is good. Something that I normally don't do. Um, but I'll be returning to the roads pretty pretty soon, I think. Um yeah, yeah. but it's been so good. You know, I feel like run. what's that? You know a trail runner yet? Um, I don't know. I just don't <laughs> I don't know how good I'd be at it. I've been wearing my super blast out there and my Nova yep. Blast, so not really <laughs> mm. um and I've actually, what was that? I took out bottles, like handhelds, and I mm. bought two. And people were like, dude, why why are you carrying two? Like no one carries two. So I got caught out there. But um, you can correct me if it is that like, does anyone carry two or is that just me? Very few people carry handhelds, I reckon, or at least around here. Like, I don't know. Usually yeah. carry oh, it would be pack and stuff like that. So yeah, I've just revealed even more ignorance by even suggesting that so <laughs> I don't that much no. i feel like they're meant i'm form or something yeah yeah, yeah um, I, I did try it at one stage but i never, never got into it i thought they'd be super uncomfortable but they're, mm. they're actually okay but um yeah back to the roads back to the roads but it's been it's been super fun though i won't lie it's been good especially when you go out with a group i don't think i'd do it on i don't know how much i'd do it on my own to be honest but uh yeah um then we did the delta session so i think we did seven by one k that was a good test to see like how my how my chest is feeling to see if like i bounce back pretty quickly and it's actually been one of my best 1k rep sessions 
I've done. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with how, how it turned around pretty quickly. Um, I think it was like three Oh four, Oh six, Oh eight, Oh nine, 10, eight, five. So I closed well. I did cheat a little bit. There's a new guy at Delta. This guy called Assad. He kind of flew under the radar. It's a guy that came from, uh, guy that came from Perth. He was, um, started off like a little bit, just taking it conservative. And then like he pushed ahead and carried me for the three or four hardest reps. So thank you. Thank you, Assad. But he's a, he was barely breathing. He's a, he's a gun runner. He's a, uh, I think 154, 800 and 357, 1500. Um, and he's looking to step up to the five, 5,000 as well. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a good session. And then yeah, MLR and today's Thursday. So that's where I'm at with training. I'd like to say also yeah. Dom, nice mustache. We didn't, we didn't compare, we didn't compare notes, but it's not a coincidence. <laughs> oh, thanks, Mitty. I appreciate it. Oh, um, well, what about supposed to go there? I don't know. Why did you do the moustache, Tom? Mine was inspired by Matt Gore, but he's going to think that's weird. But anyway, what, what was, what was yours inspired by? Uh, I don't know. Just um, never really had a moustache. So I thought, yeah, we'd give it a go. Looking good, Dom. Looking good. Yeah, cheers, mate. Um, sounds like you bounced back from COVID pretty well though. Like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, I knew like, cause I've had that consistency that I was pretty, like I was, my fitness is in a really good place, if not like sort of the best place it's been at. And then, you know, to do that session, uh, yeah, I'm very surprised I bounced back that quickly. So just got to stay out of trouble now. I've got a, I've got a Bucks weekend coming up. Uh, so yeah, which you're going to be a part of, Dom. So, are you doing Sunrun, Dom? Yeah, yeah, doing Sunrun. Yeah, nice, nice. Anyway, how is anyway. your training, Dom? Uh, my training's been going well. I'll try and keep it quick. Um, <laughs> I'll just do the sessions. So, no, sessions quick. Are you training training quick or you answer quick? <laughs> answer quick and training okay, getting quick. <laughs> but uh, it's kind of been like four weeks now that I've been sort of back full training um after a bit of time over off over christmas um and the key sessions the last two weeks uh so i think two weeks ago i did um uh six by three minutes with the turbo crew um which was pretty good one we were just going out and back so it was good good one to do as a group because um you all run out together and then um you turn around you're like chasing everyone back and you'll finish at the same point which is um pretty fun and then uh the Thursday we did three by 10 minutes with a couple of guys from work. Um, every Thursday morning we've been getting out and getting a bit of a run club happening at work, which is fun. Um, I think, yeah, been enjoying that with all the work guys. How many people you get um, out done? What's that? How many people? Um, about like three or four, but it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> um, for, for the workplace, like that's, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. No one wants to hear a bar about running at work, um, but yeah, we're changing that. <laughs> um, oh, good. And then Sunday, I did uh twenty k's um on the trails in the morning, and then it was like super hot that day, so I did uh, doubled and did five k's that night. Uh, and then the next week, um, the sessions were we did fifteen times one minute hills with turbo. Um, everyone was yeah 
hating me for that one because it was um my idea for the session and um yeah like yeah everyone was just not having fun doing one minute hill sprints for 15 times um but it was good i felt like uh yeah i felt pretty strong and was getting faster after that and then thursday i did um a double session day actually did five by one k in the morning at the airport and then that night there was the uh king's cross track club time trial which was a 5k little race um and we did 16:32, but it was pretty fun we had um sota and ian um we we're all kind of battling it out for the 5k and uh yeah i got got the win there which is nice got the w um, that's pretty good after yeah, yeah. Were you tired weren't you tired after 501k was it like threshold yeah, I was, reps or i really wasn't pretty hard? sure i was oh i was going okay it was like 320 and then um yeah, like around 320, 325 sort of pace. So nothing crazy, yeah. but still a bit of work. Um, I really wasn't sure how I was going to go in the 5K, but just being in that racing environment really kind of pushes you a bit more. Um, so I think, yeah, it'd be good to do a bit more of that with a few other guys. Um, yeah, this week was pretty crazy, actually, because then on Saturday, um, we were up the coast and one of the guys there <clears throat> wanted to do a park run. So I jumped in and did that. Um as well which is like that's four like pretty intense sessions um, two 5ks in one week wow. yeah um, and then on the sunday got out on the tr- trails again for 24ks um and then yeah this week uh at turbo we did um 500s so i think it was uh 10 500s which was good um, and that was a, a double session day as well, actually. Um, in the morning, there's a new run group starting off called East Elite with Geordie uh, Williams and the up and running guys. And nice. that was like a, it was a real fast session. So I did uh, four 200s, um, seven 800s, and then another four 200s. Uh, and yeah, some of the guys there were just moving so well. Like, yeah, I was just left in the dust. Um, but I think that, yeah, it'll be good to, kind of have that session to go to for a bit of speed moving forwards just to keep in touch with it um yeah and then this morning uh we got out with the airport guys again and the session i was five by one k again but i took it a bit easier um i did <laughs> i think two or three that were like solid efforts i think i was going like three fifteens, and then i just shut it down and um jogged the rest with the other guys it was like three fifties. um getting ready for the sun run this weekend but oh big yeah that's right training's been going pretty good so you're gonna um, take it easy on tomorrow night because we're going out yeah i think um yeah not gonna go nuts on the the drink probably what's the sun run is that five casting uh 10k it's um dy to manly um on the roads uh i guess there's a couple of little like hills over the headlands but um yeah 10k road race yeah sweet yeah yeah Yeah, i said i'm gonna do more speed but i'm not gonna do that much speed that's for sure (laughs) yeah i think i've been overdoing it um like yeah it's just been pretty intense um i think after the sun run i need to just back off a bit and um just yeah stick to the long slow stuff i've been in i have to say i've been enjoying your um weekly instagram updates as well keep them coming thanks mate yeah appreciate that (laughs) they're good they're good (laughs) <laughs> um anyways back to 
the episode and the whole reason why we got Joe on um, was to talk about Buffalo Stampede. So yeah. I think, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of just um, start off talking about the course and some of the highlights of the course and then um, a couple of stories about the event over the years, um, some of the, the highlights of the joke and chair maybe. Um, and then, yeah, Joe's insight to running in the event um, as well as sort of course direct, course directing stories about setting up the event, um, any sort of mishaps that have happened. Yeah, cool. Uh, and a preview of the fields. But yeah, Joe, do you want to take us away? Um, yeah, yeah. The course looking like. Yeah, I like the course. So it's evolved a little bit over the last oh, four years. So I mean, one one big change, and then. I think well last year there's some tiny changes and this year there's some tiny changes, um, but essentially the big change was the going from the 72k or I think it was no it was 75k um, to the 100k. Um, I think it was actually like 80k the old one and it always annoyed me a little bit that they didn't call it a 50 mile because I thought I feel like they would have sold more entries if they called it like the 50 mile. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, so yeah, we went to the hundred k. It was like we I, we wanted to run people to the horn, which is the high point of Buffalo, um, from Bright, which is an amazing spot. And if I don't know if you've been there or not, but it's just such a good lookout. Um, probably one of my oh, I don't know, it's probably my favorite lookout in Australia. Like it's seriously good. You can see the entire like Alps from there. You can even see Cozy on a good day. Um, so yeah, I we I just love that spot and. The road up to the horn is this just awesome gravel road climb um, that would be sick for like workouts because it starts at like, I think it starts at like 15.50 and the horn itself is like 17.23. So it's pretty, pretty high altitude up there. Um, yeah, but then you get onto this really cool single track and you head up to the horn and then there's some cool like stairs and stuff right to the summit. So send up, send the runners up there and work their way back. And I wanted to add in more because it used to be an out and back. So I wanted to add in more like, of like a loop up on the plateau that took in more of the plateau. And then I wanted to add in, um, rather than just going back the same way from, from your Robin, like some, like some different climbs and different downhills on the way back. So, um, it ended up being a hundred K on the, on the dot pretty much. So that was pretty nice. Um, and yeah, we've pretty much stuck with this very similar course uh, last year and this year. Um, the main difference this year is that uh, we moved the start and finish location to um, this the like the the Pioneer Park Reserve. So um, it's going away from the Bright Bright Brewery and into like a bigger area that we can kind of, like the Bright Brewery last year. I don't know, I don't think you were there, but um. It, it, it's a awesome spot and we love finishing there and it's kind of a shame but it is too small for the event now um like for context like i think the numbers were 2019 was 400 people across the whole event and then 2021 there was uh the first year single track owned it and they had i think they had six seven hundred or something like that and then um 2022 they had 1200 and last year we had 1700 so it's growing crazy and um and the, this year will be bigger again probably more like 2000 so by the way the registrations are going so um 
yeah, we just have outgrown that paddock at the next to the brewery, which is a little bit of a shame. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, that paddock is probably also going to get developed in the next couple of years. So, um, we would we would would have had to move anyway. Um, eventually. So yeah, the new venue is awesome. If anybody's been to Bright, um, it's kind of like the workout area. Like if you come to Bright and you want to do a flat uh, workout with some like a 1K loop and a 1.3K loop that's just a real nice run in. Uh, down at Pioneer Park goes kind of around the oval and um, near the river and it's all on asphalt and tennis courts and stuff and really nice area. Um, heaps of parking and they've got an awesome pavilion that's all new there with like a big event center so that's where the event will be now which i'm really excited about it'll be way better in terms of logistics and stuff um there'll be so, so many like benefits to it i guess the only non-benefit will be missing that playground next to the the finish line which all the parents love because that playground you just send your kids down there um so yeah we'll have to buy some toys from kids or us and stuff like that and make sure there's some good um places for the kids to play but um yeah no it'll be it'll be great it's definitely going to be a good forever house for the for the event um and so the bright brewery will also do a pop-up bar there so we oh, won't awesome. be yeah which is yeah, all... yeah i feel like everybody that's like the first question everybody's asked like <laughs> oh but you're gonna be busy the finish line <laughs> uh, yeah so don't have to worry about that um so yeah the causes have shifted a little bit um because of that new start and finish location trying to make the distances all equal to how we've always had them and um and yeah the the major i think the major change this year is the marathon so the marathon is actually missing the climate mix track this year um and that change isn't because of the location move it's actually because of mystic um park it's the events kind of become quite large in that now running through mystic is almost a bit of a hazard it used to kind of be like mystic didn't even care what our courses were back in 2018 or whatever like they, they didn't even submit the course in 2021 i think it was they just kind of went and marked it um but now like the park itself has gotten way more busier and the events also gotten bigger and so we're kind of clashing a bit and so now we just got way more marshals and we've got um you know like more fees and stuff and all that's understandable but um yeah we just can't have people running through mystic park in the marathon all day on the sunday um hmm. they'd, they'd either have to have lot heaps of course marshals out there or shut just shut certain trails off um in the park for the mountain bikes and both of those options are just not viable so yeah, the marathon now does more of the plateau up the top of Buffalo, which I'm excited about. Oh, so nice. trails up there. Um, make really that, that part. Um, yeah, that'll make up the case, and that'll be really cool. And in a way, like it'll be a different course, but yeah, it's got its benefits, I think. Um, so there'll be nine Ks all up on the top of the plateau now, and then um, aid station now at the chalet as well. So uh, once you've done that loop, there will be an aid station there. So that'll be the new start. And then once you get to clear spot in the marathon, you just go more direct down to town and you don't go into Baker's Gully. So you do this new downhill from clear spot down the ridge line, um, more direct towards town and then scoot around at the finish. So that's probably the major change in all the courses. The marathon will be quicker now. Um, 
it'll be, I mean, it'll be less climbing, but marathons are never easy. And it's like, I'd hesitant to say it's easier because it just means people are going to absolutely cook themselves now on the downhills. Yeah. And that climb up Dingo Ridge is so brutal. And, yeah, and like, that's the hardest climb. Yeah. yeah. It's still got the hardest climb in the race. Um, it's still got that big descent off the big wall, which people are probably going to take harder now, I'm guessing. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it's run. It'll be a faster course, but not necessarily a lot easier, I don't think. Mm. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's, um, it's a pretty interesting course because you, yeah, you, you start up the top of the mountain and then you just, there's what, I don't know, you're going downhill for like 15Ks or something? 10K downhill, 1,000 meters of descent. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. So like pretty big downhill and um, you can't really pass people that easy. So yeah, you kind of want to just, yeah, go pretty hard early on. But that 9K at the top now will will stretch out the field really nicely. So there's actually, yeah, again, there's heaps of benefits to it. Like the first 5K, the race is on very wide trail on a bit of road. And so it's going to space the field out a lot, which I'm pretty happy about. There won't be many um, bottlenecks anywhere. So, um, and it's not like the top runners need to stress out now about trying to get a good spot mm. in the field because you got enough time to, to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. No, so, and that, that race is attracting some really, really good runners as well. So that's pretty exciting. And uh, I haven't invited you guys yet because I wanted to do it on, on record. I wanted to do it in, like in the podcast. And have that <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, like, yeah, if you guys want to come down, just let me know, and we'll uh, we'll hook you up with an entry or something because it would be good to get you down and do round two, Dom. See how you go. Yeah, yeah. No, it sounds good. <laughs> if you want to, be runner, this is your race. This yeah, I'd your... love to see Luke down. There. <laughs> I would fail miserably. <laughs> no, nah, mate. Like, I reckon this is good for like. A marathoner. I don't know if you run marathons or not, but yeah, yeah. Yep. Marathoner who wants to get into trail running, like it'd be a good way to learn the sport. I reckon. I'm yeah, not well. saying do well, but like they'll definitely learn a lot about the sport and what it's about for sure. Yeah, hundred mm. percent. All right. Yeah, <laughs> you got to come down. Get to go <laughs> down. Super cool. Super cool. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I, well, while we're talking about the marathon, yeah, we've got like the probably premier female trail runner coming down coming up for kate avery um so that'll be pretty exciting she's kind of transitioning a little bit to the um to the like you know the trails the longer trail scene she did the gpt 50k um as her first ultra and now she's gonna do the buffalo marathon so she'd she'd normally just win the 20k she won it last year um and she normally sort of crushes that 20k distance so that's pretty exciting um and she'll be taking on um Adam McKenna as well. So Adam McKenna, I don't know if you've yeah, been UTA and stuff and very fast surf coast century and super good runner getting into the sport. So, um, yeah, she'll be taking her on and, um, yeah, we'll probably have some, some other dark horses in there as well. Um, but the men's field like is just stupid. It's like so, so strong and, um yeah you got reese edwards will be pretty hard to beat i think um oh yeah in the 100k no in the marathon oh yeah. marathon yeah right yeah i don't like he's just flying at the moment he won melbourne marathon last year and he won and he you know came top 10 singapore marathon and uh he was up here actually on the weekend training so he's pretty keen um 
but yeah, so but there's plenty of people who could beat him as well. Like Charlie Hamilton's gonna do it, Matt Crean, Billy Curtis um is gonna do it. Um the two Barnett brothers who are locals around here, I don't know if you guys know them or not, but they've had some pretty good results and they're both like 20 years old, so they're really good runners. And then Joseph McGrath as well will probably right. come down and Josh Liner as well. So wow. he's stacked men's field. That's probably the most competitive field we've ever had um, in in any of our races and maybe one of the strongest fields in any race, really. So that's pretty exciting. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. So that'll probably be the race of the weekend. I feel like every year we have like, and maybe it happens with other events as well, but every year we have like one race, which just everybody enters. And it's like, that's the race for the weekend. And the last year was the 100K. Mm. Uh, this year it seems to be the marathon and it just you know i think the year before was the 20k yeah it's just funny how that works out all the good runners stick, try and kind of stick together but like for, i guess it makes sense um they probably want to race each other i think charlie entered because he heard reese was doing it and i think billy changed he actually transferred from the 20k because he's like oh i want to race like some good runners so yeah that's cool but um yeah so that's the marathon and then the 20K is just like a very hard, two big climbs race. Um, 20K, I think it's got about 1,200 meters of climbing. Like it's probably the hardest race pound for pound about like event. Um, and yeah, we've changed that around. We've swapped the direction of that. So there's, it's probably, a, oh, it's very similar. The time will be exactly the same. Um, so yeah, it'll be cool to watch. And I, I guess actually the one race that's grown a lot this year in terms of entries is the teams race. Um, okay. So I think that's probably because we've changed the format of it a little bit. So it used to be you could have, you could choose how many people between three and five. And this year we've just said there has to be a team of four. And I think that just made it simpler for people to get their head around. Um, and so, yeah, a team of four, there's four legs. Everybody runs the same four legs. Um, and yeah, we've actually had heaps of people sign up for that. So there'll be like probably 25, 30 teams coming down for that, which is pretty right. crazy. Um, yeah, so that'll be fun to see. And there's one absolutely lightning um, girls team from Aubrey come down to do that with SJ. SJ's running it. All right. Uh, El Dore and Siobhan. And I've, I've forgotten her name, but yeah, um, another Aubrey girl who won four peaks. You might know her name. Um She's actually just started running. I think it's Ellie, possibly. I think it is. Um, and I think she just started running recently and didn't really – I think she might have played another spot and she's just been running super quick, like 17-minute 5Ks and stuff. So, yeah, really um, – but, yeah, so that'll be fun to, to see how they go. Um, yeah, the I'll probably do the 10K so if you want a real good race. <laughs> Now, nah, me and Nigel, so Nigel and Nigel's like always been the race director and I've been the course director. Um, and this year it will probably do a similar role, um, to each other. Um, and, and that'd be, that'd be nice. Cause I was the race director of GPT because Nigel, um, he's had another event on the exact same weekend, which was a bit of a shame, but, um, yeah, so this year it'll probably be like two race directors or I'll help him out a lot at least. Um, 
but yeah, we both kind of, I think we both kind of want to run the 10K and it's a bit awkward. It's like, oh, only one of us can, only one of us can. <laughs> um, the 10K is really cool. We're just like super hard, like just just high octane kind of thing. Um, basically just straight up Emily Spur, which is like a 450 meter climb with like over three, I don't know, over like one point, there's three and a half K round trips. So like 1.75 K or something climb. Um, and it's just like hard, just steep. And I love it. And it's a good training climb around bright. Um, and then downhill is just all fun, like mountain bike, single tracks. So kind of got to be quite a good technical trial runner for that one. Um, but yeah, that'll be, that. that's always just a fun race. It's, it's like the best time of the weekend because it's the Friday night. So 6 PM start. Um, and all the 20k, 100k runners are sort of coming in, registering, and there's just heaps of people around. And um, yeah, I feel like the winner of the 10k, even though it's probably the least competitive race every year, they always get the biggest reception of everyone because it's like they come in at like 7 p.m. Friday night, and everyone's just <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. huge, and everyone's like, oh damn, I should have run the 10k. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um. So yeah, and then there's the Grand Slams as well. So um like I actually so Maddie Crane's actually doing the Grand Slam. So might hinder him in the race against you know all those crazy good guys in the marathon. But I mean I, he did it a couple of years ago. I think that was maybe the year you came. Um yeah. Came like second in the marathon after yeah. racing. Won the ten K second in the marathon. Yeah. So <laughs> he can do anything, but you'll see how he goes this year. Um, and I think, yeah, Joe McGrath's going to do the Grand Slamming trip because he, I think he wants to race Maddie Korean. So. All right, yeah. He's, he's, cool. he's a good guy. And yeah, I actually, yeah, that could be a good battle. So um, that'll be fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Seems like it's all shaping up though. Like um, some pretty elite yeah. fields and yeah, yeah. And start lines. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't even talked about the 100K fields. I guess I'll just keep going on the fields while I'm doing fields. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll just mention the like the yeah the twenty k's. Um, yeah, as I said, sometimes there's not, sometimes some years they just don't line up, and that's a those fields haven't shaped up heaps yet. But we've got Jess Jason coming over from WA, so she's a track runner. Um, she's run some fast like marathons and stuff. Oh, maybe not marathon, half marathons and stuff. So she's friends with Kate Avery, so that'd be really interesting to see how she goes. She she could absolutely crush it, or she could just. Still Luke and not know how to run trails. Um, <laughs> <laughs> even though I know nothing about Luke at all. I'm just... <laughs> no, that's fair. You nailed it. It's all good. Maybe she wear, maybe she wear her super blast or something. And just, like, <laughs> uh, I know Luke's deceptively good at hills. Like I reckon he could be a bit of dark. Yeah, you never, you never know. You never know. Maybe it's all an act. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, the, the, um, we'll probably get some other decent... Um, women runners as well and then like Matty Dore will do the 20k he's always a real solid runner and Tim Locke so Tim and Taylor they always come down every year some years they don't race some years they do something um but they've got a few runners always running so they're super good supporters um of the event so shout out to them and yeah I think Tim's going to do the 10 and the I think he's going to do 10 20 and Michaela's going to do the 10 so yeah, that'll be cool. They'll they'll um probably run strong. Um and yeah, then the hundred K. So 
Oh, we're really trying to get yeah. So in Hong Kong, we um we're doing a lot of networking. Obviously, me and Colin and my wife Vic and trying to meet everyone we could. And yeah, we've definitely got in the ears of some good international runners, but probably shouldn't say their names yet. But there's there's one or two that are pretty interested. Um, but uh, uh yeah, then the 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 men the, the I guess the men's sort of elite from Australia would be. Owen Davies is coming coming for the first time. I think he's done it. He's the guy that beat me at Alpine. Super good runner. He's got a lot of good results. Um, I think he just did a Everest like a couple of days ago. Oh, um, so he'll have a lot of rot in his legs. He'll be fine on the downhills. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then interesting one is actually, and I, I'll be interested to see how it goes, is Tyler Windham, who's an Ironman guy coming over to do some trails he'd think he ran cozy but he pulled out but i think yeah he's got a huge engine and he's um yeah like fitness wise like yeah he's got all the numbers so like if he can put it together i think he could be the 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 dark horse um and yeah ronnie spark signed up 100k oh yeah fire <laughs> good fields um uh, yeah so he's Coming down, I'd say he's got to be he's got to be the favorite. Unless he's gone, yeah. So we can get some Spanish dude who I'm not allowed to mention. <laughs> uh, a couple of Chinese athletes. I don't know if you know Killian. Sean. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Tom knows him personally. Unfortunately, um, maybe he's listening to the podcast. Maybe how would it be if he just listens? To the uh, and yeah, so Chris McAuliffe as well. Who I um reckon yeah he's a good runner he's he came third at gpt and i actually didn't know him to be honest um like throughout that event and he just like ran through the field real strong came third behind you know michael dunstan and matt korean and beat some good runners and yeah really solid he almost he was only like five minutes behind matt korean like he was catching him in, in the um yeah i think he's got a lot of potential he's he did, does have some good results apart from that, but I just didn't recognize his name. So, yeah, he could do well. And then um, she hasn't signed up yet, but the, the, the favorite definitely for the women, and she said she'll do it, is um, Cecilia Mattis. So backing her in to have a really good run. Um, she's like my favorite travel runner in Australia. She's just like so positive and she's, you know, won UTA a few years ago um second at gpt last year behind kelly emerson so yeah really talented runner um nicole Patton was she's gonna do it she just won she just won bow on a whole thing outright and like beat all the guys so um she's won oscars she's been on the australian trail running team last year so really good runner and then um sarah tapp will probably kill me for saying her name but um she she said she's gonna do it but then she came to Bright like last weekend and she's like, Oh, I'm not feeling very good. Maybe I won't enter. I'm like, No, you gotta enter. You gotta enter. <laughs> so I'm putting a name down. Um, yeah, she'll she'll be strong. She came second in the hundred K two years ago, and then she won the Grand Slam last year. So Jeez. she's a good runner. And you uh, she you actually had Luke on the show um recently, Luke Barrett. So yeah, she's oh Luke. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, really good runner. And she's just the kind of person you look at a shop, it's hilarious. She just like has to run a certain amount. Like it's just the same amount of Ks every week. Um, but really, really good training. So 
yeah, she she could be the dark horse there as well. Mm. That um that women's hundred uh, k field sounds pretty good too, actually. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, anything. Yeah, I just yeah, what reckon Cecilia is destined for big things, and um, yeah, she's got like the Brisbane Trail Ultra hundred mile record. She ran a real quick time there. Um, she's one UTA. She came fourth in the real flat UTA year, which didn't really suit her at all. Um, I think Anna McKenna might have won that one actually. Um, yeah, so she's just yeah, super good runner. Um, real positive. So yeah, I think she's the pick. But yeah, so we've got lots of good runners come down, and usually we get a fair few entries between now and the race as well. So see what happens. Maybe uh, maybe Diamond Luke will line up on the start line. Yeah, there we go. Could be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, nah, that's cool. Um, yeah. So I guess that's the courses and the elite field. Um, yeah. What do you want to talk about? Stories or something? Yeah. Any um, I don't know. Back in your favorite moments. Back in twenty twenty one. No nah, jokes. That'll be that. <laughs> You know what, actually, one of the stories that one of the cool years was actually the year that you ran Dom in the mar- the marathon. That was a yeah, a super cool year, really good field. And I think the fact that both Blake and Mike Carroll took a wrong turn kind of just added a bit of energy to the weekend. Um, yeah, Mike, oh, Mike Carroll was doing the men's marathon as well, but anyway, oh, yeah, he's a gun too, yeah. Well, yeah, like it's so stupid with that field, maybe you don't want. <laughs> unless you want to like like, win it and you'll just be everyone will be like oh my god (laughs) worst trail ever just takes out all the big guns very likely (laughs) um yeah but that was a cool year um talking to mike afterwards was hilarious he's such a nice guy like he's just like took a wrong turn and um, just kept on running down this really steep trail. And then he just ran back to town and he was just so nice about it. He was like, Oh no, I had a really good long run. It was really good. I had such a nice time out there. He was in like second place at the time. And I, he was catching Blake Hose, you know, so he, he could have won potentially. Um, and he was just so chill about it. It was hilarious. Everybody, anybody else would be like, like a bit annoyed or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a good year. Just, I remember being at Eurovin and you were all just so close together, like coming through, like Blake and Blake Turner, and then James Seaver and Matt Dore and you and yeah, Mike Carroll, and it was just a good race to spectate. Um, but though, yeah, the women's marathon the year after that, so last year was really cool as well. Like, um, I actually managed to get out on a course a fair bit for that one. That probably made it even more special for me. Um. But yeah, like it was like even before the start, it was really good. We had like Norel Crozier, who had been like unbeaten on trails, like an adventure racer. She'd won like two bays and just every other, every other race. And um, Siobhan Siva was running, and um, Patricia McKibben and SJ, and oh, somebody like another totally. Yeah, so it was like five super good girls lining up. And yeah, it was just cool how it played out because Siobhan is a really good descender. So she just like sort of like really ripped up that big walk downhill. 
and it's hard to know how to race that race because it's like mm. if i'm a good descender do i try and get a gap on that big walk downhill even though yeah it's like i'm playing to my strengths but it's also early in the race so like what do i do yeah so it's a tough one um and i think you know she probably paid for it a little bit also she held it together and she came third but um yeah trish and sj just like having the most epic battle out there and i was at like um well i saw them running through the buckland and they're they were so close the whole race it was like neck and neck and then i we drove up to snake ridge which was like the the big climb of the course which is a different climb to what you did but it's going back to dingo ridge um and uh yeah they were trish actually looked great and she was looking so strong and climbing really well and running like steep sections of the course and then sj like just looks like she was hurting so much and like just pushing so hard and i was like yeah good work you doing much she's like oh this is the hardest thing ever and yeah she was just like suffering big time um but yeah she just how she's such a good racer she just like caught her on the downhill there were, there's footage of them like running together at the bottom of a mixed track she just like pulled away from her on mixed track and then just like held on but it was only like a couple minutes at the end and and she just like it was so good because she crossed the line sj just like full just bawling her eyes out and and she, then she did like a little speech with the with the, um you know dave stewart at the finish and yeah it was just very emotional i think everybody was crying it was it was, it was great but uh, yeah, that's probably my favorite favorite moment of of really any any race. Just standing there at the finish line and just watching her just have the best time. But yeah, it, you could tell that Trisha tried. Like she crossed the finish line. She was the one that actually like basically passed out and needed medical attention. And she looked good on Snake Ridge, but not at the finish. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Yeah, uh, the other good battle that year actually was obviously Matt Crean and. Reese Edwards, like, yeah. which will which will be cool to see again. But yeah, like that was the funniest year because I, I I knew Reese was racing because he was registered, and um, actually I think I reached out to him. I was like, "Do you want to run the hundred k?" And he registered, and then I kind of told everyone who was racing, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, well he's been doing like flat training." And you look at his Strava, and he he was just running the river in Melbourne. And he he didn't do any climbs at all. And it got to the point where I was like, maybe he's actually not running. Like, maybe he's not going to come up. <laughs> and, like, Matt Crean and Matt Dunn actually thought that he wasn't running because his travel was just, like, literally just marathon training. <laughs> um, but, he, yeah, sure enough, like, he showed up to the start line. And I was like, oh, cool, he's running. And then he just like held on to Matt Crean with no mountain training at all. It was pretty impressive. Um, I think, yeah, Matty said that he would just catch up on anything just like fast um, that you could run clean, like smoothly because he's just got such a good stride. Um, and then he was quite good on the climbs. But yeah, I think his quads just, just like just, he just destroyed him um, on the downhills. So. That'd be the one piece of advice to you, Luke, for the marathon this year. Yeah, I got excited because, uh, yeah, maybe I could have done the same thing running around, running around uh, Lilyfield Bay Run, <laughs> and just shot. Oh, no. It definitely shows you like the, ma- the number one thing with trail running. Number one thing with any running is you got to be a good runner first, and like, yeah. like a runner is the most important thing, and then 
specific specificity is like the next uh, in my opinion like you know you could get like reese edwards is proof of it like he must be matt korean in a 100k mountain race and he just just did marathon training like a good runner will beat a trail runner any day if they're like a really good like a better runner so mm. um yeah i i think that it was also he must just be a really competitive guy because i know that he was like really hurting in the buckland on the way back and because we were like interviewing him and um he didn't look great and i thought matt cream was going to beat him by heaps but he was only like five minutes or something like he was so close so wow really held it together um and then off the back of that did he win melbourne marathon oh he actually no he was injured like a lot of last year so oh, after, yeah. after buffalo he had like i don't know i think it was a fracture or something um can't remember but yeah he spent like a few months like three months or so not running and then he got back into running and he, the first race back was Melbourne Marathon and he won, won it. I'm like, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, very nuts. Um, but yeah, he's a cool guy and he's just like a really nice guy as well. So yeah, um, good to have him involved in the, in the race again. Um, but yeah, he's a unique athlete. He's trying to do really well at both road marathons and trail at the same time and that's probably quite hard to do. I don't know. So good luck to him. But yeah, it's funny. Most people, when they're that good, would pick something. If you won Melbourne Marathon, you'd think you'd pick like road marathons or something, but he still wants to run on the trails. So that's cool. Yeah, nice. Love to see it. And it's, um, he seems like a pretty quirky kind of guy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Really interesting yeah. to see what he's up to. Um, Yeah. Big name. I love him. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, some of the behind the scenes sort of stuff um has there been any sort of memorable moments in um being a course director and event sort of director oh i sort of like think back to gpt's mostly to be honest um well buffalo like the last few years i've kind of had my role has been growing and growing so like two years ago it was pretty minimal i basically just marked the course and i ran that year around the 100k so like um yeah I, I i did do some course marking i did like all the course design and and stuff but it was pretty minimal and then last year it was more i actually interestingly um i marked like except for one oh i think it was for a 15k bit that my friend did i marked all of the courses all 20k 42k 100k and oh. and 10k um everything was just me and that was like sunday to friday so it was pretty massive um trying to get that done it was a few really long days and i could have asked for help and i just didn't want it because i was really it was just fun i don't know um and i kind of wanted to do it all myself and i feel and i'm, and I'm not great at that i'm not great at like delegating people to do stuff because i want it to be done properly so um but it was really fun and that was actually a really cool week it was just out there with a pack and just hiking around and probably getting really slow but um i was actually thinking i was always going to race the marathon that year and then oh, like the amount of course marking just was like way too much and i didn't end up racing the marathon but um yeah that was a fun week um just trying to get it all done a little bit stressful um 
on the Friday trying to mark the 10K in time. But uh, no, nah, it all worked out good. Um, this year will be... I've started like more full-time with single track since like middle of last year. So this year I'll be very involved. Um, probably try and run the 10K as long as Nigel's not too mad about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll just be, you know doing shifts with you know nigel and colin and trying to probably stay one of us will, or a few of us will probably have to stay up late through the night because 100k goes off through the night and keep people safe and it's been really fun to learn i did a um pretty big thrown in the deep end at gpt as the race director there uh, without nigel so i've done it before now so that's cool and i know what it involves and um yeah, it's exciting to, to think about. Um, but yeah, often I'm like, oh, it would be cool just to run the 100K again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds um, like um, DPT sounded pretty gnarly though with all the weather and everything. Yeah, it was. It was just not great weather. It's a shame because um, at least it wasn't too hot. That was one thing. The 50K was hot though. So the Thursday was hot. Um, and we like mandated three liters of water in the end, uh, which was lucky because... We actually had like even the top guys coming in saying that they ran out, like they took three liters and they ran out before the next stage station. Um, so like that was a bit challenging. Um, and then the next day, the Friday was like thunderstorms at the start line. We had people like, um, we they were coming to get dropped off, and we we're like, no, you have to drive, but like go park, stay in your car. Everyone was in their car, um, until like oh 15 20 minutes before the start then we had to go get everybody from their cars to the start line because it was just like lightning and thunder around but it did go away luckily so we actually started on time um yeah but that race yeah there was another thunderstorm that night as well um and it was just me and lucas who does the uta medical and uh, a couple other people standing around looking at lightning trackers trying to figure out what to do but yeah it was i don't know like i'm not i don't get really stressed out in high pressure situations i guess so it was kind of fun but um yeah it was yeah it wasn't it was hard in the moment to make the call because like you have to send a text out saying like race pause you know get off the highest point you know like you know whatever the quickest route down is like take it um so some people turned around some people had to run even faster along the course so like you know obviously people are getting different advantages and stuff but at the end it was about 20 minutes i think of stoppage time and you never want to do it but it was pretty necessary i think for gpt um and at the and at the end of the 100 miles everybody's forgotten about it because it's like a full day later and it's like oh yeah there's like a bloody thunderstorm. It's like in the moment, I think you think, oh my God, I'm like stopped on course. Like I'm losing so much time. Mm. And then you think about it and so few amount of people finish within 20 minutes of each other anyway. So it's like, doesn't really affect the race at all. Um, but yeah, the one person that definitely did get affected was Matt Cream because he, he was leading the race and he got the message um, on his phone. And that's the other thing. It's not great reception there. So mm -hmm. not the most reliable way of doing it, but yeah, he got the message, had to stop. Um, and then he actually got caught by the second and third, nice. George Murray and Michael Dunstan, who, whose phones didn't get the message. And I 
definitely believe him. In fact, Michael Johnson, <laughs> he was locked out of his phone for like, like two days, like a day or two after the race because his phone was like doing the thing, like just constantly pressing the, the passcode and getting it wrong. And then Absolutely. like, so like, then it kept on adding time. Might have been airplane mode. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. But um, yeah, no, nah, that was a pretty, pretty amazing race. So amazing experience. That's another race I'd love to just go run, but I never probably will be able to. So. So how do you make the call roadrunner question? Because I don't know how it works. Like, um, um, well, it's actually, you know, it's funny, like in cricket or something like there's the cricket Australia has these rules and it's like, everyone falls under the cricket Australia like laws. So, you know, if there's lightning within this certain amount of time, whatever, you have to start for this amount of time or whatever, but in trail running, like, you know, single track events don't come under like laws of like trail running Australia or whatever. Um, so yeah, you, you make it up for yourself. Um, you have to really consider like, what the coroner is going to say if somebody gets struck by lightning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's a real thing, like genuinely real thing. Yeah. And yeah. Like, we build it into our own rules and uh, um, yeah. So there was lightning uh, basically like on course, but it was, I mean, everyone's so spread out at that stage. It's like, who are you measuring it from and, and all that. So yeah, it was, it was basically a call of just like, well, how what does the storm look like it's doing and like does it look like it's going to miss us and it actually looked like it was going to miss us for a lot of the time and then it kind of shifted a little bit to on the course and and there was only maybe a 10 minute period where i was actually on the course and that's yeah when when that first kind of shift happened is when we called it stop the race um and then it quickly moved off so then we just kept on going um but yeah it's it's different for every every race you know like you just got to make the call in the, in the moment really yeah it's pretty crazy something like i know as a participant you probably wouldn't think that much about like um i guess like what you were saying before by the end of the 100 miles everyone had forgotten about it um but uh, yeah. as a race director like yeah you're responsible for everyone so yeah exactly a bit more pressure yeah yeah you can get into a lot of trouble if you do the wrong thing i mean there was a big big news story in like I think it was like the twins, like Twin Cities Marathon in America or something. So somewhere up near Chicago or something, Twin Lakes or whatever. They called it off a big, made like big city marathon when it was like forecast to be like thirty four or something. So like not crazy hot, um, but they called it off and they called it off like a couple of days in advance. And I think everybody got super annoyed about it. And it's just a really hard one. It's like well people are probably gonna like in every major city like in city marathon this year i think people fainted and stuff. so mm. it's yeah i don't know it's a tough one but yeah you just gotta do what you think's right i guess interesting you know? um i guess wrapping up then um yeah buffalo sounds like it's um gonna be a good one this year the race to run it's yeah sh- see they're done yeah <laughs> that's right marathon just make it totally stacked just put yeah. everything just i don't think we're stacking much. Dom's, <laughs> dom, dom might stack a bit more 
Dom, no, Dom's got experience now. He's gonna like know exactly yeah. how. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. How did you course, end up, Dom? I'm gonna put a course marshal where you turned left last year. Last time. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was. It's pretty crazy when I did. It was like first year, first trail race I'd ever done, um, and I just had like all the wrong gear. Like I got my um jacket from decathlon, and it weighed about a kilo. Um, <laughs> and that was a cost-saving exercise yeah. yeah oh mate that was i was not spending a, a skerrick more than i needed to um so yeah i just had all the wrong gear and um i think i was like kind of hunched over the whole way just bobbing around with my pack um and then yeah took a couple of wrong turns just being an idiot trying to go too quick um and yeah almost got really lost if it wasn't for i think steve buchanan um on the bottom of that, uh, I think was it clear spot or that hill down there. Um, yeah. but yeah, we got back on track and <laughs> managed to finish the race, which was awesome. But yeah. um, yeah, no, I definitely recommend it. It's a very fun race and great atmosphere at the, the finish line as well. Yeah, sure. Cool. Yeah, no, it should be good. So everyone has to come down. Yeah, everyone get around it. Buffalo Stampede. I think it's probably the the best race. Um on the Australian running calendar for sure. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> very, um, very biased. <laughs> look, uh, at yeah. the, uh, look at the heat maps of Bright on Strava. Then you'll understand what I'm talking about. It's a trail running town. Lots of trails <laughs> around. Good spot. Yeah. It looks like a, it looks like a major city, but it's a small country town. Um, yeah. Like it's funny. Like, I feel like Bright's got a lot of momentum at the moment with trail running, like really good community here. There's only like 6,000 people or something live in Bright. So it's not a big town, but um, a lot of good runners around and um, yeah, a lot of active people moving to the area. So yeah, it's a, it's a good place to be. Why did you move? Uh, I just moved down for the trail running. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Pretty, like I did um, Stampede in twenty. I don't even know, 2018, I think. Yeah, 2018. And, um, yeah, I just, like, loved the town. And I just – because I was – I'm a chef. Or I don't, yeah, I'm still a chef, I guess. But, um, yeah, I just went to one of the restaurants in town after the race and was talking to the owner there. And they were just, like, saying, yeah, people, they love – to have more chefs and stuff so i just started working there and i worked there for a few years and that was basically it yeah but yeah i was pretty easy to, i was easy to move at like that time like i basically it was just me like i had didn't have a partner or anything and just was working as a chef in uh south coast actually down in nara and uh yeah so pretty easy to move down I just started renting and it was actually just before it became a bit mental and hard to find rentals and stuff like that. It's kind of hard. It's actually a hard town to move to at the moment. Um, cause unless you have enough money to buy a house, then yeah, there's not a ton of options around, but, um, yeah, I got in just before the rush. So it was good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, awesome. Sounds like it was meant to be. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. met my wife here as well and got a, um, uh, 18 month old kid now so oh wow yeah. so um, yeah That's it's awesome. a good now i'm working for single track how good is that 
Probably <laughs> an 18 month old kid now is that I'm just I've just got a cold constantly. I'm always sick because he's yeah. he just started going to daycare, so it's like constantly sick. So now I'm like, why do I even bother training? I'm not even gonna bother training for Western. I'm just gonna get sick like a week before the race. <laughs> so maybe I just won't let him go to daycare for like a month before I leave. <laughs> yeah. I'll look up. Like, no, man, I'll look after you instead. You'll be right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyways um yeah thanks for coming on mate um yeah it's been a pleasure chatting to you and hearing all about buffalo stampede oh, thanks yeah. for having me good, Thank you. good catching up Tom. um if i'm ever up in sydney again i'll try and go for a run with you but yeah probably don't get up there enough i need to get up there more actually i do like yeah. it you know i don't do any i was listening to your um training wraps and i just don't do any like social runs so a little bit jealous of the fact that you guys have so many good runners around that you can train with and stuff so that's cool that'd be fun definitely yeah, tee it up if you're here it'd be good yeah yeah although i can't do 306 one one case so oh uh, <laughs> it's a short window for me something will happen but anyway <laughs> all right oh. cheers thanks right all right thanks guys yeah.